Good evening, Jen here. It is Wednesday, March 30th. It's my brother's birthday today. My younger brother. Um, I had a therapy appointment today and some interesting things came up. Um, we've talked a lot about how when I have a failed relationship, I get these feelings of anxiety in my stomach or my belly area. Um, and it's the same kind of feelings like when I feel like I have failed at something. Um, and we did some meditation and some guided meditation and um, I recognized feelings from when I was a child and this time when we did it what came up for me was my mother and my tight anxious uncomfortable feeling in my belly as it relates to my mother. And what I think about when that comes up is um, my mother was someone who was very stressed and overworked all the time. She had four kids. She was a teacher. And she had the bulk of the responsibilities at home with cooking and cleaning and doing laundry and getting us to do our homework and disciplining us. My dad was often away doing coaching or roughing or umpiring or something related to sports because he was heavily involved in that aspect of um, not only teaching but of coaching and, and umpiring and roughing and all of that stuff. So I just remember as a child always feeling anxious because my mother was always stressed and she did yell at us a lot, you know, to pick up our stuff or for whatever reason. Um, and I think part of the way I carried as a child was not wanting to be an additional burden to her stress. So there were a couple of things that came out of that. Number one, trying to be as good of a person as I could be, meaning getting good grades, succeeding at everything I did. I was definitely a perfectionist, so I carried around this responsibility or in my mind this burden of always trying to please her. And the way to please her was to constantly be a good girl and do well and succeed. And something else that came up from that was um, that another result of always trying to make sure that my mother was happy was not showing emotion. So if I cried, I cried in private. And if I had emotions bubbling up, I suppress them. 
and kept them down. Even in the case of, you know, doing whatever I could do so that it wasn't creating anger in my mother or stress or anxiety or whatever. So I developed this sort of stoic way of being and I just felt like emotions weren't to be displayed. And that if you were displaying emotions, it was silly or embarrassing or not appropriate. So, gosh, and I I brought up the memory of being at my grandmother's funeral and my sister was bawling and I was so embarrassed and I told her to stop. And again, that's an example of my stoicism and my embarrassment at, at showing emotion. And that was wrong of me to do as a child, but at the time I didn't understand that everybody not only grieves differently, but that it's okay to show emotion. I was never given permission to show emotion, and I felt like that being an added burden to my parents, I just pushed it all down. So, and I guess by emotion, I mean negative emotions here, anger, sadness, crying, any type of negative, perceived negative emotion. So, As an adult, I tend to do the same thing. Um, I have a really hard time opening up sometimes to men that I'm dating or to showing any real emotion. I've, I've had men tell me that I'm hard to read. Um, and I also know other instances where I wasn't hard to read, so I, I don't know so much about that. But um, I do know that I get embarrassed if I show any vulnerabilities related to sadness or um, or if I get unrequited love or unrequited feelings. Um, I, I don't even risk that because what goes to the core of my of my gut, is that feeling of failure, that same anxious feeling from childhood that I can't be a burden, I can't be a failure, I have to keep mom happy and make dad proud. Keep mom happy, make dad proud. That was sort of, I think, what um, subconsciously went ran through my head for my entire childhood. And so what do we do with that? (laughs) So I was talking with my counselor about this and um, she noticed that when I do have these feelings, rather than feel them, 
the way I'm supposed to and acknowledge them and take care of them and show them compassion, what I tend to do is first invalidate them. Like I'll say things like, I I felt this way, but I don't know why that was really silly. It's really silly to feel that way. I don't know why I was feeling that way. That's stupid because I understand that this is why it's happening. So then what I do after I invalidate is I go into an analytical explanation as to why I might be feeling certain ways so that I can explain it away using my head and using my intellect. But unfortunately, when we're trying to deal with childhood trauma, we can't explain it away with our heads. We have to feel it in our bodies and we have to process it and let it go physically. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to feel through all these emotions that I had as a child that I never fully recognized or acknowledged or validated or processed. Feelings of failure, feelings of inadequacy, feelings of unworthiness. Because I think when you grow up in a family where there's so much chaos, um, and I don't mean chaos like in the negative sense, but there's just there was a lot of kids and there were a lot of things going on that we all had were involved in. So we were all competing for attention from our parents and competing for love and trying to find moments of privacy. And so in that way, it was chaotic. And so you know, I think probably most people who grew up in big families probably have these same issues coming out of childhood. So this is not a my parents did something wrong kind of situation. But it's still important to acknowledge that our needs weren't always met. And that is felt on a very visceral level inside of our bodies. And so that's the connection I'm trying to make so that I can heal those wounds and give more of my full self to a relationship without all of the anxiety that comes with it. <laughs> it's it blows my mind sometimes how I can think back to all the wonderful things in my childhood and paint this idealistic picture and not give myself permission to feel the negative because unfortunately we all have both even if we had the most amazing parents there's just always going to be things that come out of your childhood that you still have to heal from because parents can't do it perfectly it's an impossible job to do perfectly so It is important to validate your feelings from then. And that's up to this point always been my struggle. And I am working really hard to feel all of that tension and all of that anxiety and all of that hurt that for me, I always feel in my gut. 
um, giving myself permission to, to truly feel it and grieve it. Because there were times in childhood where I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel like my needs were met. I didn't feel like I was validated, that my feelings and emotions were validated, that I was constantly trying to make my parents proud and happy so that I wasn't an added burden to them. And how that translates to a romantic relationship is number one, giving myself permission to feel my feelings and to express them and to show them that I don't always have to be stoic. Um, and being more in the present moment instead of constantly having the anxiety of measuring up or being that perfect person for a guy or having expectations towards what that relationship should be. Um, Intellectually, I feel like I've always tried to do that, but I don't think it's translating in my body. And I do think that my the energy I'm putting out is the opposite of me being in the present moment and being fully open to the person in front of me and being fully my true self, my true vulnerable self. So... I know it's going to take some time, but I really want to shed myself of the burden of being perfect or of living up to some expectation that's in, only in my head and being fully present and in the moment with every person that I'm with. And not being afraid of a relationship not working out because intellectually I understand that the right relationship will be organic and it will feel right and I don't have to put all this pressure on myself to make something work. But I have to feel that in my body too. I can't just think it. It's, I have to feel it deep down in my inner parts because otherwise what will project out is exactly what I don't want to project out. So it's a difficult thing to do when you're constantly in your head and not in your body. And This is what trauma survivors have to do too. It's, it's such a difficult thing. I can't even imagine people who've been through very real and scary trauma, how they process that and how they heal from that. It would be so difficult because I can barely do it just from these minor childhood wounds, which of course, here I go again, I'm minimizing my wound and I'm invalidating it right here as we speak. But Yeah, it's it's very interesting and it's I think it's why I was so affected by what happened with 
the Will Smith incident because I posted about it and I wrote about it. And what I realized is I recognized in him right away that whatever possessed him to hit Chris Rock was a childhood wound. And I recognized it because I have childhood wounds and I recognized it in him. And in that way, we had that connection and it brought up stuff for me because I had anxiety from witnessing that incident. I had it in the same place where I feel my own childhood wounds in my gut. And I've been walking around like that for a couple of days since I witnessed that and was processing that. So it's just very interesting when you do listen to your body, what it's trying to tell you. And that is why I also constantly talk about meditation because that is what draws you more into your body, bodily awareness, and more in tune with what's going on with yourself outside of your head, outside of your brain. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, The mind-body connection is like freaky. It's, It's fascinating. And the more we can learn about it and understand it, I think the more whole we're going to be as people, as fully actualized people. And that's definitely my weakness. My weakness is getting to that deep level of knowing inside my body and getting out of my darn head. (laughs) So I don't think I'm alone. I think we all have this issue, this difficult issue, um, We want to problem solve with our head. And sometimes some wounds you can't heal that way. You just can't. So I hope this was helpful for somebody. It's something I know I'm going to be working on the rest of my life. Um, But I do hope I get to a truly content and beautiful place inside myself where I no longer have anxiety around relationships where I can fully accept every relationship for what it is and accept every person in my life for who they are and to feel nothing but gratitude and for the most part I do that intellectually but I want to feel it in my body and I I want to emanate that outward and that's the energy that's our soul energy and it's very important so we'll see we'll see how how things go I have a long journey ahead of me we all do so with that um, I'm going to sign off I will talk to you tomorrow. Good night.